Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Summer vacation is coming to a close and a new school year is upon us, but don't worry. In between the homework and studying, there is always time to go check out some wonderful films this year. And I'm very excited to see what these fall films have in store for us because it's award season. But with that said, we're going to be talking about the films Crazy Witch Asians, Christopher Robin, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, It's Always Shark Fest, Dark Days, and The Meg. So we have a jam-packed schedule for you today. But we're going to start out the show with a very special guest. He is a children's musician based from San Francisco, California. He is a world-renowned, award-winning singer-songwriter for, who is going to be talking about his new album, Camp Andyland. We have, ladies and gentlemen, Andy Z. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Kiefer. So before we talk about your latest album, which, might I add, I've taken a listen to, and it's absolutely adorable. It's a fantastic collection of fun songs to engage children and educate them. Um, Let's start from the beginning, as all artists do. Like, How did you start getting into um, writing songs and writing for children? Uh, I've been writing songs forever, (laughs) for a long, long time. But uh, what ended up happening is where there was a point in in my life where I was like, we're uh, still working during the day, and then and then what we call moonlighting as a musician, uh, and that was in the early early two thousands, like uh, two thousand up until two thousand one or so. And then uh, what ended up happening is uh, my I ended up getting laid off. My whole department got laid off from my from my job, and I said, you know what? I think I'm really gonna give it a go as a uh you know full-time musician and no other job and so uh i kind of did a whole bunch of adult stuff for a while and i did some open mics and and uh uh, did lots of uh solo acoustic gigs and things like that and then um at one of the gigs uh, up in san francisco uh i met this guy who's a photographer he's also a musician and his son was going to a daycare uh center in the area and uh their regular music person uh was was ill and they weren't sure that he was going to be able to come back actually so uh he asked me he goes hey would you like to play a uh you know just like a half hour for some for some really young kids you know just do uh and i said well what do i do because <laughs> at that time i wasn't really thinking in those terms i was like, well you know wheels on the bus and, and twinkle twinkle little star and stuff like that and i said uh I said, well, yeah, I can do that, you know. But what happened was, is when I, once I got there, all the kids were just going. Uh, uh, they were like, they were really, you know, we really had a good good connection, like right off the bat. And these little, you know, three and four year olds and five year olds were like right up to my face by the time the second song was over, and the and the, and uh, the daycare providers were like like going, oh my gosh, well, and I, I thought that was probably a clue that um this should be something uh that i should be pursuing so i uh and i and i'm very happy i made the decision to do children's music so it's it's really really been uh just a great thing for 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 me and just really rewarding and kids are the best (laughs) so (laughs) definitely that's also a great example that there just are no accidents everything just kind of happened and it's just like and so you're here from all of that. So that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
for kids because not only is it great like writing for kids and it's a different you you said yourself that it's a it's very different and a different kind of feeling so like what kind of energy is it not only just writing music for kids but also especially performing for kids well kids are you know by their nature and it, once they, I mean, once they're comfortable with you, they're completely open, but they're usually uh, typically as opposed to uh, older people and adults who kind of close up a little bit. They're just, their energy is right out there and they're, uh, you know, they're very open, you know, to interaction and, uh, and that just, you know. I love that because, you know, I'm comfortable with them and they're comfortable with me and we have a really, really, really good time. So, uh, so that's, I mean, that's the difference in the performing, um, with the, as far as writing songs for kids, um, I like to write songs. I'm somewhere in the middle. There are, there are a lot of people uh, or a lot of artists who do what I do now. Uh, there weren't as many when I started doing this about 16 years ago or so, but, uh, uh, a lot of them do, uh, you know, like they call it kindy rock. So it's basically, uh, it's, it's independent kids music, but it's more like family music for parents and kids and things. So I'm in between that and, uh, the very, very, very simple stuff like, um, Raffi. I don't know if you're familiar with Raffi at all, but, <laughs> but like, you know, shake my sillies out and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm somewhere in the middle because I still like to get kids interacting and I like to do music and movement with the kids so i like making it accessible to the kids uh, and and make it really worth uh you know very very open to interaction and that kind of thing and, and like i said music and movement but uh you know i i but i choose adult style genres in many cases and i don't i don't write down to the kids if you know what i'm saying so uh yeah because i respect them and i know that they're they're uh, capable of, uh, as, especially as they get older, understanding a few of the nuances and the little jokes and some of the songs that I do. So, no, I think, and I totally agree with you, especially with like not only just music but with films and television. It's I always hate it when mediums always just talk down to kids because that's not true. Because kids are smaller than we when we take them granted for. They they really are trying to understand the world, but still. We we got to take off the kids because and treat them with respect. So I totally yeah, of course. You. Yes. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today we're going to be talking about the films Christopher Robin, Crazy Rich Asians, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, It's Always Shark Fest, and also Dog Days and The Meg. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Andy Z about Camp Andyland. And this show is sponsored by Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. So particularly talking about your newest album, Camp Andy Land. How did this album um, got? How did this album come together? Uh, it came together as a well. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this short here. <laughs> no problem. Um, so uh, I had a really successful series of of uh, albums. It was a, uh, three albums, and they were all. Andy Land album. So basically they were called audio plays. So there was uh, the basis was on the songs, but it was actually a tour of Andy Land. So there were tracks in between that had, uh, you know, a uh, story, basically a story of the tour and me interacting with other characters. And so I was doing character voices and all those kinds of things. And so that was more like a, an audio play. So 
uh, what ended up happening is uh, shortly after that Andy Land series with my next uh, uh, few CDs, uh, I got some national publicity and I actually uh, uh, ended up getting national releases for my last uh, three albums. So, uh, so this is the reason why I wanted to put this together as a collection of songs from those Andy land uh, from the Andy land series. So for one thing, if, if some of my, if my fans just wanted the songs, then they'd be able to have a collection of the songs. But also now that I have a natural, a national and sometimes international reach uh, because of, because of the publicity that I get now and because of my publicist, um, I will, you know, I wanted to really make sure that uh, I gave, you know, that I gave these songs the exposure that they deserve. And the reason why I, I know they deserve it is because those are my most popular songs from the Andy Land series. So it wasn't me who made that decision. It was my fans who made that decision. They, oh, I want to hear this song or this song, and you know, so on and so forth. So, um, so I, I, and I really wanted to make like a camp uh, themed album too. And even though it's not an audio play, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's got the camp vibe and the illustrations and the album and everything are all, and, and on the website are all related to camp and camp activities and things like that. And so it, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun for me and, 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 uh, and, my, and, and the kids who, uh, and families, they, they like it too. Uh, thankfully. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful album. There's a lot of great songs on it. I'll, now, I know it's very hard to say, but which one do you feel like is your favorite to perform for the kids on this album? Oh, man. My favorite to perform. So some of these songs I've performed like literally thousands of times. So it's kind of it's kind of like, OK, well, which one? Are, you know, maybe it's the one that I don't do as often, you know, or something like that. But uh, I think out of out of all of these. Well, I really like doing the Galaxy song. Um that one, that one, uh, I like the groove to it and everything. And actually, uh, if I do it with my band, then we use these huge, like really cool props to like, uh, illustrate the moon and the sun and the earth and stuff like that. So that, that one's really cool. Uh, I really enjoy, um, the camping song actually, as far as, uh, uh, the arrangement, you know, and all, all that kind of stuff. So the musical part of it and what's, what's involved in performing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I but I really I mean I really enjoy doing all of them. I even enjoy doing Sticky Bubblegum even though it's a super <laughs> simple song. It's uh, you know, it's the one that, you know, I don't necessarily get a a, a real charge out of playing uh in front of, in front of people anymore because it is so simple, but uh, the thing I have fun with is uh, watching the reaction of the kids at all the different shows that I do. So uh, that's what makes it worthwhile is because that's the priceless thing is when you look at the crowd and then you look at the kids and, and you're doing sticky bubble gum and they're laughing their heads off. And so that makes it, you know, that's the fun part about doing that song. <laughs> and would you say that's the most fulfilling part of being a musician for kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, the, the the energy they have and the openness they have, and if they if they you know if they like you, they love you. They really love you, and and it's a it's a really cool kind of pure kind of thing. And and um, and I just I just you know I just love their energy, and I love playing for them. It's it's the best best audience to have. Well, it's been a pleasure, Andy Z, to talk about Camp Andyland, and I'm very excited to see what you do next, sir. Okay, well, um, next year I think <laughs> the next next time I think I'm going to do uh, a a dance party album. Actually, Andy Land Dance Party is what Ooh. I'm going to call it. Yeah.
looking forward to doing that. This next time we're gonna have an interview. It's we have to do it in person to get some dance crazes on. Cause oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to do that. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you so much, Andy. This album, Camp Andyland, is on Spotify, Amazon. And if you want more information of where you can listen to this amazing album, go to his website, andyz.com, for more information to go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. You, let's take a break. This show is sponsored by Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. We just got done talking to the wonderful Andy Z about Camp Andyland. Today we're going to be talking about Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Shark Fest, Dog Days, and The Meg. But right now we have the wonderful Callista from Los Angeles, California, who's 14 years old, talking about crazy rich Asians. So, Callista, let's get right into it, shall we? So this is a, another romantic comedy that is looked fantastic. I'm a sucker for these kind of films, and I'm just curious. What were your initial reactions to this film? Well, I remember seeing the trailer, and I remember, uh, well, the first thing I noticed was the fact that it had that it had a Asian cast, which was pretty much the only reason I wanted to see it, because I'm not a fan of romantic movies. Um, but I am a fan of representation in media, so that was what interested me. So... I understand you're not a big romantic comedy fan, but, like, did you feel like this still was an entertaining film? Yeah, it was actually a really good film, so. So tell me a little bit about what made it really good. Like, what what really particularly, like, oh, my gosh, this was really interesting. Well, I really, I was a really big fan of the acting and the dialogue, but also the visuals as well, but mainly the first two. I felt that the actors in this movie were phenomenal i thought they had some really good emotional scenes uh they had some really good like chemistry between everyone had really good chemistry the emotional scenes were really good they had very they had a very good range 
and the dialogue sounded very natural and I feel like I'm probably going to be quoting it a lot. So I feel like that is what carried this movie through and it was very funny. Certainly. And like romantic comedies sometimes fall in some of the same tropes and cliches as other romantic comedies, but it's 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 a given at some points. But like what made this film particularly different than other romantic comedies besides maybe the cast? I feel like I don't watch enough romantic comedies to really make a good answer. So it might just be the cast for me. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't watch enough romantic comedies to really make a distinction between good ones. I've only seen like two and I can only remember seeing two and those were both ones that I enjoyed. So That's understandable. But you, you mentioned about the cast. So what was your favorite character in this film? Oh, easily my favorite. Okay, I actually have a tie between my favorite characters. Um, I really enjoyed Peeklin Go and Astrid. Uh, Astrid being the cousin of the, being a cousin of the main love interest. And she is just like the sweetest person ever. She's like, I was a little worried because they were going on about how nice she was. And I was worried it was going to be like, oh no, she's actually a very mean character. And it's just like a facade or something. But no. She's actually a really sweet character and she's like trying her best and you can and she's like trying so hard and she has the side plot which I'm not going to spoil but it's just like the most it's just so sad. And then Peeklin Go is sort was was a friend um Peeklin Go is a friend of the main character from college and she is just like the coolest. She's hilarious and I love like every single one of her lines. And, well, there's a lot of great, like, amazing people in here. So you have Ken Jeong and Ali Wong and so many wonderful, like, Asian, like, Asian American actors in here. So it's a great film for representation. And it's, a, and it's, it's based on a pretty hilarious book, if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm corrected. Sorry, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians, which is the book it's based off of. So, I mean, you got a great source material and some great actors. So it, it's, it's... <laughs> I just really want to see it because I just love all everyone is in here because it's just hilarious. So uh, what would you say is the message of this film? I feel like there is a strong message about the difference. I feel like there's a strong message about like family in here because um, the main love interest mom is like she doesn't want him to date the main character. And it's at first it seems like it's kind of cliche. You can tell that, like, this, like, the mom has, you can tell that the mom is a very complex character, and I feel like there is a lot of messages here about, um, when you're, about, like, what is loving a person, what is controlling their lives, and I feel like the message is sort of about a balance between loving someone and basically manipulating their entire life, their their lives for them definitely and it's it's hard because like trying to enter a new family is especially a large family is very intimidating so but like stories about family is very important so how many stars would you give this film what would you say is the age recommendation uh i would definitely give it a five out of five and would recommend it for ages 13 to 18 and it 
I mean, to be honest, if you want to have, like, a good, fun, entertaining little movie that you could just kind of watch when you're bored, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend this movie. It's just, like, a fun little pick-me-up or something. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking about Crazy Rich Asians. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesling. Today, we're going to be talking about Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. It's always Sharkest. <laughs> Dog Days, and The Meg. We're going to continue our conversation with the wonderful Callista, but right now we're going to be talking about the new film, Christopher Robin. So this is, an, again, another film I've been looking forward to check out because it's got Oon McGregor. It's got some of my favorite characters from Disney. I love Winnie the Pooh so much because I grew up with the cartoon. I think a lot of us have a special place in our heart for these characters. And to see, to see Christopher Robin grow up, I feel like, represents who we are in growing up in childhood. So, lay it on me, Calista. Is this a good film, and did you enjoy it? Yes and yes. All right, well, so, what did you feel like made this film not just great for kids, but also great for adults coming into this? I think it's just the fact that well, like you said earlier, everyone has like a special place in their hearts for these characters, and that was how that's how I feel. And I feel like there's something about seeing these characters, but in but in a way that like because Christopher Robin is an adult now, I feel like there's something about actually seeing Christopher Robin as an adult kind of gives you this sort of like strange feeling. And I feel like there's something that about that feeling that you get with seeing this, that with seeing this whole thing, with seeing Christopher Robin as an adult now and like as a grown man, just kind of it just kind of brings back memories then and it kind of the movie kind of like feeds on that on those emotions that you get with that. Definitely. No, because when I saw the trailer and I and I heard Winnie the Pooh say to, uh, talk about his wrinkles. I'm just like, oh my gosh, my heart. It's so sweet. And it's just such an endearing like, group of characters. So, um, what do you think about this film for like the new generation of like people who are introduced to Winnie the Pooh? Do you think it's a good film for them to be introduced to this to these characters? Uh, yeah, I feel... Well, because there, there are references to uh, the original stories and everything, but I don't feel like it's a movie where it's like with some things from, with, like, because there are some, like, adaptations or sequels and stuff like that where it's, like, okay, if you don't, if you haven't seen the original movie, you're, you're gonna be incredibly lost. I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like this is a very easy movie to, like, understand if you know nothing about Winnie the Pooh. So, yeah, I feel like it could get, like, kids into it. And what do you think about some of the special effects? Because the character, because the design for the characters are, Really interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. I really liked it, but I mean, it's mainly just because I found them adorable. That's like my only reason. <laughs> and you know, I feel like that's an understandable reason, though, because they look adorable and they look like stuffed. Okay. To be fair, though, I am a little disappointed with the design of Rabbit because everyone else looks like as close to their original counterpart as they can. But then Rabbit just looks like a normal rabbit, and I don't know why, but it bothers me. Like, he's not even, like, yellow. It, it just really annoys me for some reason. It's a regular rabbit, and all right. Yeah. It, it just, it looks weird when you, 
like it, when you have him with all the other Winnie the Pooh characters, it just looks like, why are you here? You stand out so much. Well, what about the well? Speaking of our other characters, like, what did you think about the actual like live action characters, like Owen McGregor and like Haley Atwell and Jim Cummings? Well, while I feel like the uh, Pooh characters kind of steal the spotlight in this. Um, in this movie, I do feel that most of the human characters can pull, can like pull their weight. I do feel like Ewan McGregor is really good in this movie. I feel like he's a really good Christopher Robin. And like all the human actors are fine, except I feel like his daughter just kind of is there. Like she could have been replaced with any other like little girl actor and not much would have changed. Yeah. So, like, so you feel like the child, the the child actors just didn't get as much screen time? They were just kind of, like, there? Well, like, there's only, like, two child actors in the whole movie. One is a younger Christopher Robin, and then one is his daughter. And I feel like, considering that the younger Christopher Robin is only in one scene, I didn't really get, like, enough time to feel like, to really determine, like, whether or not his acting could have been better or not. I thought he did a decent job, but really I just feel that, um the daughter just had more screen time to the point where I could really, like, get a feeling for her performance. Wonderful. So how many stars would you give this film, and what would you say is the age recommendation? I would say I would give it five out of five stars. I would recommend it for about... Uh, I would recommend it for probably around, like, four to 18. I feel like this is definitely a movie that anyone can enjoy if you're, like, depending, like... The, this movie, like, pretty much just runs the whole spectrum of ages because, well, I feel like it's Winnie the Pooh and it's just kind of timeless. Well, it seems like a fantastic film, and I'm really excited to go check it out. Thank you so much, Calista, for talking about Winnie... Oh, sorry, not... For talking about Christopher Robin. Thank you for having me. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. This show is sponsored by Boxcar Children's Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. We just got done talking about Christopher Robin and Crazy Rich Asians from the wonderful Callista. She's been fantastic. Now we're going to continue the show talking to the wonderful Eden from Staten Island, New York, who is nine years old, about it. Thomas Edison, it's always sharkest. So, um, Eden, tell us a little bit about what this television show DVD collection is. Basically, it's a TV show with a group of kids who discover Thomas Edison's secret lab. All the kids are modern, but but they find that this lab has futuristic equipment, and there's a holographic AI of Thomas Edison. They they have these weird adventures that are also fun, and then they and then they go to these they go to this virtual reality window to these famous scientists who help them, and you learn some really cool stuff along the way. Well, it sounds like you're really excited. Oh my gosh, there's so much happening. So um, this one is of course shark themed. My favorite. I love sharks. I think they're really cool, and I'm I'm always a huge fan of aquatic life. So tell me a little bit about what some of the episodes about sharks. Well, well, the one that you mentioned, it's always sharkest. It so there so the the kids they find that so they're at the beach and then. One and then one of the kids' uncle has a problem because no one because it's summer, but no one wants to come to his to his chicken restaurant. So they find this attract. So they build this huge water slide and use garlic butter instead of water because it's, there's too much friction. But then a shark comes and it scares all the customers away. So they have to find why the shark is there and how they can get rid of it. And these. These episodes are really fun, but they were a tiny bit confusing because there's so much happening. You do, you don't really know. You can't really think about it because it's so fast paced. But still, it's lots of fun. So, what kind of things did, do you feel like you learned through this show? So, it told it talked about it talked about how sharks sense stuff, their sense of smell, and and how and how you and why they came because the shark smelled the garlic butter and wanted to come and wanted some but the part of the fun was that it was a tiny bit unrealistic like because the shark was talking and the and van bolt the robot dragged it onto land and it could breathe on and it could breathe on land so it was a tiny bit unrealistic but that made it more fun and i really liked it what would you say is your favorite episode on the DVD collection? Mine was Mutant Mascot, where their hamster starts growing rapidly, and they find out it's because it's because of this meteorite that fell in their on their lawn, and it and it starts growing so quickly that it pushes them out out of the lab, and. I just thought it it's my favorite because it has these interesting because well I just like I just like hamsters and it and it just it had this awesome plot that made it more fun. 
sounds like a lot. You are, you are right. There was a lot going on on in these episodes. So you felt like that was a little bit confusing sometimes. Yeah, because it's so fast paced. As soon as they figure something out, they're doing, they're they're figuring out how to solve it. So you don't really have time to think about it, and you and you can just be like, "What just happened?" That well, definitely. It seems like there's a lot going on. So, what would you say is your age recommendation and your star rating for this packet of episodes? I I recommend it for kids six to ten because. Teen, because teenagers and older kids might think that it that it's too that it's too that it's too repetitive because the same things can happen and you feel like you you have this feeling of deja vu and it happens so and they might think that it's well too silly and not serious enough but for but for younger kids, it's a lot of fun, and and you can and it's fun for kids who are bored or like science, or if you're a parent who wants who wants your kid to learn something, and and because even if they don't like science. Well, it sounds like a wonderful collection of episodes and a lot of things to learn about. So thank you so much, Eden, for talking about. I give it. A uh, star recommendation of five out of five stars. Perfect. And it's because of all, and can you tell me why? Because, well, first, I really like science, and, this, and, and, and unlike other videos, you're not really there. So, so that makes it easier to learn, and using a story makes it easier to remember, too. Well. I'm I'm glad you're so enthusiastic about this show. Thank you so much, Eden, for talking about it. And if you want to go check out these wonderful collection of episodes, go check them out on Amazon or wherever they sell DVDs. And check it out right now because it's an amazing collection of uh, of episodes of Thomas Edison. It's always Strikers. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today we're talking about Christopher Robin, Crazy Rich Asians, and 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 Camp Andyland. We're now going to switch over to the wonderful Zoe, who is a first time on the radio show. She is nine years old from Florida. Thank you so much, Zoe, for being on the show. Um, thank you, Kiefer. Well, we're going to be talking about the film Dog Days. So tell us a little bit about what this film is. Yeah, it's basically about a series of relationships that kind of intertwine and kind of like revolve around dogs in a sort of way. Well, it sounds like a great sounds so it sounds interesting because it's about it's connecting dogs and people together and there's a lot of dogs in this film so I'm okay with that the more dogs the better so I'm um, telling about what you enjoyed about this film well I really love how all the stories kind of come together in like a sort of way and they kind like all the storylines involve a dog, and I love dogs, so it's kind of really cool to see them in the film. And I love how they kind of just revolve around the dogs, and they really act with them instead of them just being there. So they got good trainers for the dogs. That's really interesting. So, uh, what would you say is what would you say is your favorite part in this film? Um. Well. I really love this whole film, but I have to say my favorite scenes are probably 
the ones where there was like a chihuahua in it. It was called Gertrude, and he was really adorable. And he, and she was really adorable, and I couldn't really get enough of her, so I really loved her. You can never get enough of a chihuahua. I mean, even if the film was all about an hour and a half of chihuahuas, you would still want more chihuahuas. Yeah, I actually have a, t- a chihuahua terrier. Oh, so you're biased, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's adorable. I mean, this what makes this film really interesting to me, I think it's because there was just so many stories going along. And I like those movies about where there's multiple stories going on and then they intertwine in some way, shape, or form. So um, why do you feel like this film, like what makes the dogs interesting in this film? Because not only are they well-trained, but they also seem like to be good actors along with other amazing actors. Yeah. Um, what I found, like the dogs really stood out in the film and they kind of all had like their own storyline and they kind of, and their personalities were just amazing. And they just kind of did their own thing. And in the beginning, you can kind of see like what they like to do and what their personalities are and how they like, came upon their owners. Well, interesting. Um, so what would you say is this film's message? I think the message of this film is that like we all need love and we can learn from dogs and a lot about their unconditional love. Definitely, because sometimes, I mean, dogs are some of the purest animals on this earth. I mean, when you look into their eyes, you're just like, that dog is melting my heart, and who doesn't love dogs? Yeah, I love them. (laughs) They're adorable. So what would you say is the age recommendation, and how many stars do you give this film? I would give this film five out of five stars, just for how the story kind of comes together so smoothly, and... I would rate this film, I mean, I would, like, recommend it for ages maybe 7 and 18, and also for adults, because I think everyone can enjoy this film. Well, wonderful. Is there anything else about this film that you really need to talk about? More chihuahuas? Um, actually, I did interview Nina Dobrev and Vanessa Hudgens, who are in this film, and that was really cool, and they were amazing. Oh, and they really love dogs, so... Did they say anything about this film that you really, that maybe you can give us some behind the scenes about? Um, well, not really too much, but I do know that Nina's dog is in the film. It's not one of, like, the main dogs, but she, like, her dog, um, Mr. Maverick is actually in the film, which I feel is really cool. Little cameo appearance, that's really cute. Well, (laughs) thank you so much, Zoe, for talking about Dog Days. It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to see more of you on the radio show. And thank you for having me. This film is out in theaters now, so please go check it out. If you are a dog person, you're going to love it. And if you're not a dog person, you're still going to love it, because this film is going to make you fall in love with dogs. With that said, let's take a break. This show is sponsored by Boxcar Children, Surprise Island. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i am your host Kiefer blakesling we just got done talking about dog days and christopher robin and right now we have saved the biggest for last we are talking to the wonderful abraham about the meg now, this is one of those gigantic summer blockbusters. And what a summer blockbuster to end the summer run of films because this film is literally gigantic. So, Abraham, tell us a bit about what you thought about this film. I thought it was very uh, different from other movies, partially because they had to they added, like, every, every kind of category, I guess. They had, like, the sci-fi aspect, the huge prehistoric shark, and, like, the action as well, which I thought was really interesting, and and I thought it was different from other films. I think uh, now I have yet to see this film, and I'm I'm still very curious to go check it out. But if, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this film is is kind of like it it makes fun of itself because it looks like one of those very like B movie kind of shark films, like like Sharknado or something you would see like at the DVD rack on like Best Buy or like something like that was on the $5 movie rack. Yeah. Um, so is it kind of like that, but like an enjoyable version of that? Yeah. Wonderful. See, I love those kind of films because I like, I kind of like B movies and those kind of films because it's just fun just to kind of turn off and just be like, I just want to watch a film with a gigantic shark and Jason Statement fighting the shark. And so speaking of which, what did you think about the action in this film? I thought it was really well done. I think that was like the mo- uh, one of the best parts of it. So, like, what kind of? So, definitely because you know, it's a gigantic shark fighting Jason Statham. So, uh, what, are, what? What kind of? What made the action scenes particularly interesting for you? Um, all of them were really over the top, and they they did like the most like. They did the most extreme things you can imagine inside of a movie. Now, people are calling this um, Jaws on steroids. Um, not just, of course, the shark being a little bigger than Jaws, but like, what do you think makes this film like different from like those kind of films, like like Jaws or like Jurassic Park? Um, it's different 
in the way that it doesn't take itself seriously like the other movies. And it tries to make itself ridiculous. Which, like, Jaws was meant to be, like, actually scary. So, you know. But I, I'm glad it doesn't take itself seriously. That would have been a, a, a different movie of the film was like, no, we're really going to make something really terrifying. But no, they, it's a little ridiculous, but that's, that's still fun. So uh, what would you say about the other actors in this film? Um, well, none of them really stood out compared to Chase and Statham's character. But the one who did was, um, Paige Kennedy's character, DJ. I thought he was really funny in the movie and did a really good job. Interesting. So, but the main, the, the pretty much the, the showstopper is, of course, the shark. So, the Meg. What did you think about the special effects? I thought they were pretty well done, mostly. There was one scene where it looked a bit strange. I forgot what, um... Yeah, it was one of the submarine scenes, and I felt like it was a kind of a strange thing they decided to do with it. Like, how do I put this? It was kind of like how it was supposed to be underwater, but it looked kind of like on land in a way, but (laughs) with, like, water just around it. It was kind of strange. That does sound very strange, but that's actually kind of a funny way of explaining it. Well, but that was just like one scene. Everything else looked pretty well, pretty good, right? Wonderful. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Today, we just got done talking about Crazy Rich Asians and Christopher Robin. We're going to continue our conversation with Abraham about the Meg. So, Abraham, what would you say is your favorite part in this film? Um, my favorite part is when the the shark arrives to a hugely densely populated beach in China and it starts terrorizing people because it's like what the movie is supposed to do. It's supposed to like show the shark eating people, kind of like Jurassic Park in a way. And I feel like the care, the care, you know how most movies like the, like the monster serves the characters. In this movie, the characters have to serve the monster, which is really interesting to see. Definitely. It's, uh, it's interesting how the roles have been reversed. Yeah. Now, um, what would you say is your... What would you say is the age range and how many stars you gave this film? Um, I think the age range would be definitely 13 to 18, but I think like a a bunch of adults will enjoy it because it's so ridiculous. And I give it uh, three and a half stars out of five. Three and a half stars. And why three and a half stars? Um, just because it was ridiculous. It wasn't really story-based. So I knew they weren't going for that, but it's not really the greatest movie. But it was interesting and it was different. So, And it was entertaining to watch. But sometimes that's all you need to watch for some blockbusters, just pure entertainment. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else in this film that you found that was interesting? Like, what did you think about like some of the cinematography in it? The the way the camera angles were shot was really different from other movies. Like, 
it go from behind then around, which is found, found really strange because usually it goes from the front, then it cuts to the back of the person, you know? Interesting. And it, sorry, go on. It was done very differently itself, not just like the the style of the movie, the way it was like recorded as well. And how that enhanced your experience? It just kind of made me pay attention more because I was like, huh, they changed that up as well. So it just kept me like waiting for like what else would they change? Like standard. And you, we've talked about some of the characters in here, but like, what would you say is your favorite character? Um, probably J, um, DJ's character. That was my favorite. Or, yeah. The comic relief. Yeah. You always need that in a, in a summer blockbuster like this. Yeah. And is there anything else about this one that you really found like really interesting? You that you need to talk about. Uh, not really. It was just an over t- over the top summer blockbuster done very differently from other movies. That's about it. When you say very different from other movies, can you kind of elaborate on that? Like, for example, I gave you the example of the cinematography going from behind instead of in front to behind, or like how the main character doesn't risk everything for one person. He he sacrifices a few people to save more people. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. movies, they usually go for like that one person and risk everyone else. But in this movie, they don't do that, which I thought was very interesting. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save millions of people. No, I'm willing to sacrifice as many people. Like he's not like the heroic kind of like you know Bruce Bruce Willis kind of thing, right? Yeah. Interesting. Well, it sounds very, it's, it's again, it sounds exactly what I was thinking was going to be a nice, pure, entertainment blockbuster, perfect popcorn film. So I'm still going to check it out because it looks interesting. Well, thank you so much, Abraham, for talking about the make. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure for me, too. This film is out in theaters now, and I would suggest going out and checking it out, Check going out to, to the movies to see this because this is a film that you got to see on the big screen. Big shark, big silver screen. With that said, thank you so much for being the Kickstarter's coming attraction. This film, this this show is sponsored by Boxcar Children Surprise Island. To check out our latest reviews on the newest films, go check out our website, www.kissfirst.org, to see our newest reviews and red carpet interviews. Also, check out our YouTube channel of the same name, Kids First. We do different reviews for different films, and we have many critics from all over the country talking about what they love, which are movies and TV. Uh, also, check out our website for our blogs. We write on our blogs about film, and it's a great way for us to just get our feelings out about the industry. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I'm your host, Keeper Flakesley. Thank you so much for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.